Welcome back. Welcome back. And welcome to our listeners. You are listening to this week's episode of OG Day Ones. We've got another amazing topic for you guys. Uh, before we get into that topic, let's go around and let's introduce you guys to, to the crew. Let's start out there in, uh, on the East Coast with Ray. What's up? What's up? It's Ray all the way live from Florida. What up, Ray? What up? And let's shoot up to New Jersey out there with KD. What up, KD? What's up? It's your, your bougie-ass boy sitting in his fucking, what do you call these damn things? Uh, Chairs? Wow. No. What do you call them fucking <laughs> shoes? We got the same shoes, right? Uggs? Uh, Ugg might hit sitting here with your bougie-ass boy and my Ugg slippers. What's up with it? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and we shoot out there to the west coast up there in uh seattle area what up troy hey what up what up what up you wearing bougie ass slippers too no but my feet are cold i was actually just thinking as kendrick mentioned that i was like damn i need to get some because my feet been cold all day oh, oh <laughs> now you just start talking shit but guess who's not got feet cold cold feet right now <laughs> this guy that's who uh, Oh, let's shoot down to San Diego where Jason's probably sitting in flip-flops right now. And got this AC Damn. on. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, world? Jason. What up? What up? And I'm Ryan. I'm out here in Dallas, and it's about 40 degrees, so I don't need my slippers on today, so I won't stay bougie. But what up, world? We're going to be talking about something really hot, something that we know everybody's talking about because we're having these conversations and we've been having this conversation offline, but never as fully as a group. And we're going to be talking about vaccines. It's out there. Some people have already started getting them. There's different restrictions in every state, uh, but people have got their thoughts on the vaccines. You know, there's, there's anti-vaxxers who just don't want to take any vaccines then there's probably people like me who have taken vaccines and been open, but maybe a little bit skeptical to taking the vaccine now. And then we've got to consider different things. Like, did they test my ethnicity group? Did they test my age bracket? Was the sample size big enough? Did they do this as a political stunt or do they actually care about us? Right. Uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. We've got KD's probably going to roll through with a bunch of stats like he always does. And while we're saying that Kendrick, let's open it up right now. What's the first fact that you're going to drop on this whole vaccine? Get the fuck or out which of vaccine? <laughs> you know, I can kiss my ass, man. Um, and, and my fucking Ugg slippers too, no less. Um, only, only if you treated them for water, you don't want to get them wet yet. Oh, I haven't treated them for water. Motherfucker. There you go. I oh, saved no. you. I saved you. <laughs> I ruined my fare. Well, good to know. Um, all right, let's talk, let's talk facts, right? So America's the worst. Uh, so, so much for being, you know, great again. Well, how so? What are the numbers? What shows us that we're the worst instead of just saying we're the worst? We represent 4.4% of the world's population. We represent... 20% of the world's uh, COVID uh, cases. So uh, our worst our worst day was on January 8th. We had over 300 something brand new cases in a single day. On that same day, the world recorded or whatever is being reported was at a, uh, 806, if you will. So on a single day, we still represent almost 30% of, this, the, uh, of the cases in a single day. And we are ridiculous. And what size of the population are we again? What did you say? 332 million out of 7.4 billion people. Yeah. Except we're 20% of the population. And to put (laughs) that into more perspective, South Korea, another first world country, 52 million people, and they only have a total of 1,300 deaths. So uh, for a country the sixth the size of the U.S., they have... I don't even know what percentage I mean, we have. We have three times more deaths per day than they yeah, have I mean, in total. Listen, both of you have just presented really important facts of why the vaccine is so critical for us in the U S is, you know, I was going to say more, it's not critical for anybody else more than it is for another country to get it, but for us to get it out of, to get it under control compared to, other countries who have done a much better job of keeping it under control with this numbers that you just gave us, it is more critical to, to get this vaccine working in, in people's arms to control, to control this. And LA County has over a million by itself, a single County. That's like, that represents multiple countries. 
in a single county in, in California, in one of our states. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. That's one state, one state. And that, I mean, to me, that's why it is very critical to have this conversation because now we're at that point where we have to get herd immunity, but we don't want to do it the way of just going out there and spreading it around and letting people, people die. So get but, to herd immunity, right? Not to cut you off. We need yeah. to get 80% <laughs> of the population. That's 265 million people. That's four in five, four in five people have to get either inoculated or have had it. You know how long that's going to take? Yeah, without have, inoculations, without we vaccines, have less than six million people who've who've been vaccinated. Less than six million right now. And, and some more perspective on that: those are people that are um, are likely first responders who are willing to get it, um, that can line up easily because they work in hospitals or they work in locations where they can quickly and easily get it. Um, when you talk the general population, it's not going to be as easy to to vaccinate everybody else. But it seems like they've been opening it up. Like pharmacies are starting to be able to give the vaccine shots. Um, I had a friend of mine that just randomly went into a, a pharmacy. He signed up for it and they didn't question him. He just went in there. He's a younger guy. He's probably in his uh, 30s. He went in and said he wanted to get the vaccine and they gave him the vaccine without any questions. And then other people Crazy. were following following in behind him. And they're asked, they asked them if they were healthcare workers and they just said, yeah, and didn't ask for any identification or anything and just gave them the vaccine. That's wild. There's no national because, plan. Yeah, that's the issue. There's no national plan, like Jason yeah. just said. Like, so every state is running it the way they want to here in Florida. You know, I, I kind of see where they're going for it. So they want to vaccinate the older people first because they're most susceptible, susceptible to it. So it's like 65 and older and first responders. But then I also know nurses here who said they have not yet gotten the vaccine and they're in working in ER with all the COVID cases. So right now it's kind of all over the board, depending on what state you live in and, and where you can get it. I mean, I'm a proponent of the vaccine. Um and I think that everybody should, uh, in my opinion, you know, um, get it um, to, to help us kind of get back to the way things were. If you want the economy, if you want to get back to your life as usual, you know, you got to do your part as well. Well, that's, hey, a, good, that's a great let point. Me, about to say, is, is everybody on the panel, everybody like voting to get the vaccination as soon as they can? Or well, that's what I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask actually... Ray, because Ray and Kendrick, and well, Ray, you're, you said you're a proponent. You know, one of the things, and I haven't done too much research in it yet because I'm still at the, the, the basics and how real is it, but some reports of sterilization from the vaccine is, is a side effect. Um, and some doctors recommended getting your, your sperm frozen if you wanted to have kids later because it could be a random side effect. Have you, have you read anything on that? Have you given any thought about that? Or do you think I'm just off on the negative there? Uh, I'm going to have to do my research on that one because I had yeah. not, <laughs> not heard that one. And since I don't have kids, I want to have kids one day. So that's something I'm going to definitely research uh, to try to find out what that what that looked like. And, and working in pharma before, I know that, you know, sometimes when people are talking about side effects and adverse events, I mean, sometimes like in pharma, you have to report 5% of a population. Like you had to report that. But is it 5%? I mean, the chances of me get being sterile is 5%. So sure. I, I probably would take those chances um, at that point. Interesting. KD? No, nah, man, I, I, got to, I got to have it. I got to have it this evening. Um, I already signed up here in New Jersey. They have like a website you can go on um, and then it immediately toggles you over to like, uh, I guess for mine, it's like Walgreens. And then Walgreens sends you, sends you an email and just basically says, you know, you're on the list, if you will, kind of a thing. And, and then I'm assuming at some point, you know, they'll get some email or, and or text message notification that says, you know, here's your date, here's your time. But um, either any way you slice it. I'm going to do it's it. It's interesting. So anybody could go on and sign up right now or were there qualifications and did they give you an estimated timeline of when you would receive it? No timeline. So what they do is they give you like the plan. So like, you know, different groups. So you're one, one, a one B one C and then you're two and so on and so forth. Um, and then obviously just like Jason was talking about earlier with the first responders, the nurses, doctors, hospital workers, police officers. Um, and then it drops down into like the different age groups and then after age groups, then it drops down into 
uh, underlying factors. Uh, and then you could be the combination of a couple, uh, you know, some of those things. So you also have to select if you have reportedly some uh, underlying factors. So in my case, I had, you know, asthma when I was younger um, and still do periodically. So, um, you, know, I, you know, it's just, again, this is not to say that if you have asthma, you will, you know, die of fucking COVID, but it, it's just another additional complication that if my immune system's not Trump tight, uh, then that you know that can be an issue. So I'd rather just take it and take my chances than not take it, also take my chances, and then wind up being like one of these guys in the hospital. It's a good perspective, right? You're taking a chance either if you don't get it, you're a high chance. Troy, what are your thoughts? You're in a very unique situation. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually contemplating on signing up to be part of the trial just, just to get it done. Um, I, I wanted to get the vaccine. Um, I, you know, one part was getting infected and bringing that home um, was on my mind, but uh, that's been a conversation we've had in the house now with, with Denise as well, just um, getting her vaccinated with her being pregnant. Um, you know, we heard recently that uh, pregnant women can actually get the vaccination. So, you know, we talked to her doctor and they said if they make it available to, um, for her to get the vaccination. Um, and then, you know, as she, once she has the babies and uh, is able to start breastfeeding, that will help give the antibodies to the babies as she's uh, doing that as well. So I think we're both, both uh, in for it and I would have done it earlier. Um, I thought, you know, I saw that they're having a hard time getting Hispanic people to sign up for the, the trial. And I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this, but I didn't No. Um, but uh, one thing Washington state is doing and that they just announced recently is they're partnering with Starbucks to try to set up vaccination centers. I think using, I don't know if they're going to start using Starbucks coffee places, but um, you show up with a gift card or like, how's that work? Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Buy one, get one free. I thought you were going to say they were going to put the vaccine in your frappuccino latte, whatever bullshit you be getting from Starbucks. You just drink it. <laughs> Jason, what about what are you? What about you? What are your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I've got a slightly different perspective on it. Um, one, having had COVID, uh, I wouldn't ever want to have it again um, because of my specific experience, but. Although I'm a huge proponent of everybody taking the vaccine, uh, I, I'm going to wait it out um, until some things get shaken out. That's my view. Um, I, you guys probably heard about the 330, the batch of 330,000 doses that got pulled. Mm -hmm. um, six people here in San Diego had uh, severe allergic reactions um, as they started vaccinating people. It's just, it's an allergic reaction. So, it's, it seems like most of those people have recovered um, since, but I'm going to wait until some of that shakes out. So I'll give it a few months, which will work out perfectly with timing here in California anyway, for me to be able to get it. So with those right. three, 300 cases or 300 uh, doses or 300,000 doses, was it uh, the way that they were transported that, that caused? They, they don't know what the link is for sure. But it was 300,000 bad doses. Well, they don't even know that the doses are bad. They just know, I don't know how many doses they administered before six had the re allergic reactions, but they administer them over here at uh, Qualcomm Stadium. So they've got uh, a setup out there and they started administrating them. And I believe those six allergic reactions were pretty close to consecutive, not you know within one after the next, but pretty close uh, within a, a day or two. <clears throat> I'm, I'm in your camp. I want to, I want to wait like, not, not until the end, but I want to see, I want to see like in a month of, of what's going on and what, what's happening with it a little bit. Just, I feel like it was such a rush, rush process. And I feel like so much politics were in involved in it and scientists, you know, didn't, weren't speaking and a lot have said really good things about it. But for me, I'm with you. I'm just like a little bit, I just, I just want to see like a month or two. I mean, I probably won't be able to get it for six months a year anyway, but I just, I want to see like a month or two. It's critical for us to get back on track though. I mean, we, we're all going to have to take some version of this at some point. Um, yeah. But, but that being said, uh, I mean, even though we know it's safe to some extent, uh, 
I mean, we don't know the long term effects here, right? Like we don't, we don't know what happens six months to a year down the road after you take it and look how long it took to get the flu vaccine. Right. But that being said, um, it's a, a risk decision. If you think you're at high risk of getting super sick or if, um, you're around people that you don't want to get sick, then it, you may want to take it regardless of, of that light risk. You know, Jason, it's funny you mentioned getting back on track. Um, I feel like people up here, at least in the Northwest, are are tired of being home. And um, when I have to go into the city for work or anything, it, I feel like the traffic volume is back to normal as to what it was before this whole COVID uh covid thing hit and it's it's wild to see it's crazy the number of people out and so it's just it's just weird to see all that i mean i know the restaurants are getting impacted really hard by this and you know a lot of the entertainment industry and just those certain industries but there's still people are out and doing things and they're not staying home and yeah the traffic we about, have is insane I mean, yeah i was talking point. to kendrick the other day um uh, like last saturday we were talking and i, I was going to the mall because i was like i just want to go in the mall and run into the store real quick i'm thinking it's not going to be that pat i go in there and it, it fucking looks like christmas oh, like it looks like christmas <laughs> shopping season in there it was pat and then it was like people were not wearing masks some people were wearing masks but then it's like are you really going to get mall cop paul blart or whatever you know to try to enforce people wearing masks no it was like crazy i told like i was in there for like five minutes and i bailed out because i was just like this is insane like i mean the chances are somebody had covid in there i mean the numbers just dictate there's a few cases of covid walking around there so you're you're breathing that ventilated air as you're walking around and people that aren't wearing masks yeah you guys only had one death in florida last week dude i don't even want to talk about <laughs> the numbers I, I, I forgot who i was talking about but i swear those numbers should be fut are probably fudged it's like one death or four two deaths it's like come on like it's the third most populous state in the country you're telling me that they're just so on it that, that people just don't die over here or like it, it's just it's ridiculous man like I don't trust the numbers in Florida and I'm not even conspiracy and I'm not even a conspiracy guy, but I don't trust the numbers that are being reported out of Florida. And that's what I was going to say, man, because there's the flip side of the coin that Jason and uh, Ryan both kind of touched on, which is like the anti-vax type of you know personality and, and the different reasons why people are, I mean, I, I think when me and Ryan at last or what Monday, we were all talking and I, you know, I try to qualify and classify people like, Oh, well, if you're like a, you're you lean right then you're an anti-vaxxer if you lean left and you're a vaxxer um and you know what i'm starting to find is that's not even the case right it, it's it crosses so many different cross sections of why certain people don't want to be you know vaccinated and some of it's like historic you know where it's like okay uh let's look at like the 1976 swine flu where the first one of the first vaccines they came out with giving people narcolepsy so i mean i get it I get it. So uh, there's the side effects that you you don't you don't want, or when H1N1 came out, uh, which was what 2009 2010, uh, some of the side effects where people like were having issues with like neurological, like where they they couldn't walk the same anymore, or they're having all kinds of things. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of like skepticism to Ryan's point about how fast it took to you know to come out, and then there's the skepticism to what the side effects could be long range because we we don't have 10 to 20 years behind us to say that okay we perfected it on the first go around it's probably some level of folks out there that will have some like longer term side effects that cannot be detected or determined because we're only less than six months out since we've went full scale with the production capacity and trying to get this to as many people as possible so i mean i don't know i mean I used to try to, you know, pigeonhole anti-vaxxers, but I mean, there's a lot, a lot to it. There's a lot of psychology that goes behind it, and not just there are a bunch of crazy people who just believe the world is flat. You know what I mean? And there's, there's probably some of those people too in there, but uh, there's like the average run-of-the-mill Joe Blow and uh, Joe Schmo and uh, you know Susie Jane who just doesn't want to get vaccinated and don't want their kids to get vaccinated. Uh, it, you think about even like thinking about moms, right? And they say that you know kids or less likely to either have like severe symptoms or die or whatever cases. But 
at the same time, like, you know, you still have the, like the anti-vaxxers who believe like, you know, vaccinations give autism. So it's like, where, like, where do you stand on that spectrum? It's, it's really, it's tricky. It's interesting because I was always on the opposite side. I'm like, man, vaccines have been around forever. Right. And it's just like, I had no empathy for somebody who, who wasn't, but you become a parent and you at least understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids that develop autism after they get, after they've gotten the vaccine, but also you, it, you don't diagnose until later. It's not like, you know, if a kid has autism because the spectrum is just so wide. So it's hard to say, like, if there is even a chance as a, as a parent and you're thinking, and you're thinking that, um, I can understand where you would say you don't want to put your child at risk because you've read enough that they could be at risk and, and it, it could just create something that, that you don't like. So I can empathize with them more, but I'm still like those vaccines have been around forever. And we, we, you know, try to follow the science and Kristen worked um, in autism and she knows so much about it and has done so much research that, that I can rely on her, but I have empathy for people like that. And I think, you know, if this vaccine had been out for like a year, like we're saying, and you could see things that go on, I'm all about it. I'm just a little bit skeptical because of that short time frame that, that it, that it has come into. But now I, it, it's, you know, as you get older or as you become a parent or as you, a family member's affected by something is always when we kind of open up our mind a little bit and empathize with other people. And being a parent has done that to me on like so many different things. So it's just making me a little bit skeptical of, of getting it, but I'm also been very, I'm very careful and I wear a mask everywhere, you know? Um, so it's like, okay, if I got to go a couple more months, but on that other scale, you guys are talking about, I'm ready to get out like of this house. I'm going crazy. And like, I'm back to like, you know, when we first started this show, I think I was getting depressed, like every Wednesday when this thing first started and now I'm getting back to that, like depression, like I need to get out in the wild. Like, I want to see you guys. I want to like go out and have a drink and have a shot and be able to give someone a hug besides somebody in my family. So it, it is to that point where this thing is very critical. It's the only thing that's going to help us at this point in time with cases out of control to con contain this virus. Hey, some uh, perspective on, on what's happening in San Diego too, just to uh, kind of highlight the resistance. Um, 17% of San Diego firefighters that were uh, presented with the opportunity to take the vac vaccination declined it. Wow. Really? Why do you think that is? We had to speculate. It's yeah. I'd be speculating at this point. Um, but 17%. 17%. So if 17% of the population deny the vaccine, then according to estimates, right, we would be at, we'll be right around that 80%, give or take, but now you don't know what kids are going to do and kids are a major factor and they're not the ones being offered that. But if 17% is the denial rate, I think we're in a really good, if that stays across the board. Um, but I've seen, I've heard of other frontline workers and healthcare workers that are refusing to take it right now because they have their, they have a lot of skepticism as well because it was rushed and was it political, but I think 17%, if we can maintain that across the board, we're probably doing all right. I mean, as far as I know, I think that like healthcare workers have to take it. Like they have to be vaccinated for like normal influenza every year. Like that's part of their job uh, description that they have to take it. I, I think I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I've been told by a couple of nurses before. And it could be depending on what state you live in, too. Exactly. Yeah, it might be. So just, just the, the comment that goes along with that 17%, um, there's a, a bunch of feedback on it. Um, so varying perspectives. But um, what they said was uh, the quote, we actually scheduled everyone for it. So they had to willfully opt out. So they, they must have had firm enough views uh, one way or another on why they did not want to take it. But I, I suspect that 17% is a lot lower than what the general public rejection rate will be. I think the general public rejection rate will be higher. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that one because uh, the former president, Donald Trump, was the first president uh, in modern history that actually um, spoke negatively about vaccinations and as an anti-vaxxer. Mm -hmm. 
So if we've seen anything in the level of influence he has over uh, what we would consider his base, um, there's probably a good portion of that population is just on his word alone will say no. Right. And it's not like it's a political thing. It's just, again, to, I guess, to a degree, maybe. But it's it's because the thing is, historically, you know, stuff like like holistic medicine and like all this like herbal mess, it's usually like a left leaning type of situation. But that's the exact opposite of what we're observing now. We've got people on the right side of the table on the right side of the aisle taking on those same type of personality traits in terms of I'm not going to take it. There's a lot of, you know, unknowns behind it and there's the politicism of it. I mean, so it's, I don't, you know, some of that could have come from this, you know, it's, it's almost like the, it's that the connection is if, you know, I, I, I didn't want to have to be stuck in my house for the coronavirus and I didn't want to have to be stuck in my house because of COVID-19. So let me out, let me be back and free in the world. And as at that same token, it's the mentality of, now you can't force me to take this this vaccination. So it's maybe you know a lot to do with freedom and there you know the people's ideology there, where it's that same type of connection mentally for them to say you know you can't force me to do anything like it's against my freedom. You can't force me to stay in the house. You can't force me to take this vaccine. Just that obstination is the reason why they won't and nothing else alone, right? It's it's not there's no science behind it other than you can't make me. And there's a lot of people like there a lot of people out there like that. If you try to force them on it, they they won't they won't succumb to it. They'll just, no, I'm not doing it. Well, interesting. How can you take credit for bringing the vaccine to market in record time, but then also tell people like not be a proponent of it. Right. That's like, that's like bragging that I built half a car faster than anybody else has ever built a running car, but don't get in this thing. Cause it's probably going to kill you. Right? <laughs> is it that hilarious to me? Like, is it like, how do you, and how do you give credit and take credit for doing something, but then you're, you're, you're taking credit for it, but you're not telling people it's safe and go do it. And then you're giving credit saying that he did it so fast, but I'm not taking that shit because it's not good. I, I bet he got it. I bet he, he was probably the first one lined up to get that, but he had everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he couldn't, right? Because he had those mono, monoclonal antibodies. And I think that there was some, uh, there was some issue taking that. Yeah. He got that VIP treatment. So yeah, he, he got the full uh, treatment, you know, I mean, he bounced back two days later. He it's... probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know people got hospitalized over it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, VIP, and, and and I mean, granted, you know, you want your president to have the yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, of course, the best treatment in the world, right? So we all want him to get it because he's the leader of the world. But at the same time, don't tell people like it doesn't exist and it's gonna <laughs> go away. And it was just so simple to get over. It's like, come on, man, you have the you're the best care in the world. Like, get out of here with that, you know. So, you know, I was really leaning into that uh, the Moderna vaccine because Fauci was he seemed like he was leaning more towards that um, than the Pfizer vaccine. And I think at some point he had made a comment about the Pfizer vaccine um, and uh, about its safety, not its efficacy necessarily, but, um, and then he'd said something about the AstraZeneca trials in the UK too. Um, so I was like, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be the Moderna one to wait for. And then um, I think he actually took the Moderna one, but that's the one that they pulled. 300,000 doses. So that's why I'm just a little skeptical still. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm going to be taking something. It's just yeah. a matter of what. Well, yeah. Somebody, then, well, told, me, they were like, we, somebody told me, they were like, yeah, I want, I want what the president had. I want that Pfizer. Cause I think that's what uh, Joe got was the, <laughs> was the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> well, that's a great question um, for Kendrick. You, you got signed up and in Troy, you've done research on looking at it. Do you even get to pick which vaccine you get? Like you from what I understand, you don't. It's just wherever you're at that they happen to have. And we know that there's there's three out there right now, right? And then, and then Johnson and Johnson, which could be a single dose, is coming out is coming out later. And then you've gotten this new reporting out of it, out of Israel that one dose doesn't um, protect you as much as they thought it could, which could be bad news for the U.S. because we don't have that big stockpile like we thought, but do you get Kendrick? Do you get to pick the vaccine? No, and I think that's actually another part. Of, I mean, maybe a year from now or two years from now, or you might be able to you know, be able to select it. But right now, the supplies are so low everywhere. I mean, 
just getting on a list and just getting some is like, you know, part one of the problem, let alone being like, mm, no, I'll take the Moderna instead. No, I don't think it even works like that. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> you, you get what you get to make it enough. Yeah, but you can't yeah, you ask them. Huh? You can't ask them before you get it, though, which one it is. Which and they have to it? tell you. And I mean, then you can opt out and say you don't want it if you don't feel comfortable with that one. No, so. no. Yeah, no one for the the form to sign up here in in Washington, and it it does ask you like you know allergies or anything like that. So you can kind of call that out when you're when you're uh, signing up to get to get the vaccine. I'm allergic to Moderna. Moderna, I want that (laughs) Pfizer shit. Uh, (laughs) That Pfizer. Nobody wants to go a year down the road and see one of those class action lawsuit commercials that says, "Are you experiencing? Did you take the Moderna vaccine?" In 2020, oh. in 2021. <laughs> yeah. If so, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> oh, don't get it twisted. Five years from now, you're gonna see a bunch of those commercials, 100%. like yeah, like yeah. the the mesothelioma commercials that are out there. <laughs> like, did you work in a shit building? <laughs> like, yeah, like in the 50s. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let, here here's the positive thing I think is yes they they got to market in nine months doing this, but we've had hundreds of more years studying vaccine vaccines and how to put them together quicker. And technology is so advanced with artificial intelligence and supercomputers and being able to process things. I, I think as skeptic as, as I am on things, we have to understand things can get done a lot quicker. Things can get built. We've made so many strides in medicine and technology. And you put those two things together we should be able to come up with vaccines that quick. And in my belief, and now you can call me the conspiracy theorist, but as global warming continues and more of the ice melts in Antarctica and in other places where there's been ice that have been frozen for thousands and thousands of years, new germs are going to be released into the environment that our bodies have never encountered, never. And it could be something as simple as the cold that our immune system has learned to, to fight off that these new, these new bio call bio, right. Is going to be released into the air as, as things start to melt and new things are introduced and we're going to have to learn to come up with a medicine quicker. Right. And I think that's why, you know, national security and that everybody always has um, viruses and things out there is a top concern. Ryan, what are you going to do without QAnon radio? <laughs> Start a podcast. You better quit. Yeah. Start my own podcast. I heard about this guy. This guy, R, R, top level security clearance, is going to release all this shit. R9. No, but I think, I mean, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't read any of that shit. But to me, it's just like, you know, there's so much stuff frozen that we've just had nothing, no experience of it. I think. There's going to be more viruses and things that come, but good thing for us is science and medicine has made huge strides, huge. So something yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I, I think there's two parts to that. The, the one part is the, our destruction of the environment. Uh, to your point, you know, we're releasing stuff in the air in front of, like, say, some trees or some mess or uh, the glaciers melting. And now that's in the water and the fish, the, the same fish that were over uh, overfishing and killing the population is likely we would probably consume fish that has God knows what in it. And the other thing is, the, which is even worse, uh, that we're, we're doing an even much more rapid race, rate than uh, global uh, climate change is the encroaching in the environment. Right. You know, places they, they always talk about these wet markets and stuff like that in China, where, you know, the the environment is far less than, um, you know, sanitary than we probably need it to. And, you know, uh, our encroachment into like the ha- natural habitats for certain species um, and then the cohabitation of said habitat. Um, it, it just takes, you know, just one animal to make a jump. And that's what we, we really haven't learned as a like a, a general population of how close we are to viruses all the time because usually what happens is it just takes one intermediary maybe two but usually one intermediary between the the, the natural host for that virus that it, it always lives in and that animal's adapted to it and doesn't do anything lands in some kind of intermediate animal a pig uh some type of chicken bird some type of fowl 
and then us. It can't go from, let's say, the bat or whatever the case is, or the bird or whatever the case is, easily to us. But it just takes that one intermediary. And that the rate of which we are introduced ourselves to those scenarios is increasing by the day, by the year, by the by the decade. So it's just a matter of time. And so it won't be another 100 years before we hit our next pandemic. It'll be far less than that. Right. And, and you know, as I'm, I'm like, all right, we're getting way off topic, but we're not because what we're talking about is instilling confidence in the public that the vaccines, whatever time frame, if they did it nine months this time, they're going to do it in eight months next time, seven months. But to instill the confidence in us, in the public, that it was done right. And, and it's oversharing your information. You know, a lot of us are in leadership positions and sometimes there's such enormous change going on. And you have to share and overshare with your team to give them the confidence to believe in you that, hey, we're going to go tackle this new thing, but here's how we're going to do it. Here's the risk. Here's what we did along the process or what we're going to do and instill that confidence in the public because you're right, Kendrick, this isn't the last one and it's not going to be another hundred years, right? But it's, so it's instilling confidence in the public why they got to nail this. They have got to nail this for future outbreaks. People don't believe in vaccines because they don't see the benefits of vaccines in their everyday life. So imagine if we didn't have the vaccine for measles, we didn't have the vaccines for polio, we didn't have the vaccines for smallpox, we didn't have the vaccine for chickenpox, we didn't have the vaccines for mumps or measles. If we saw that every day, a certain population of people in the world running around with measles and every time there's an outbreak, even though I think there was an outbreak maybe six years ago or four years ago in California, it started off in Disneyland. And in, as a matter of fact, in Walt Disney World as well. If we saw the, the effects of not having vaccinations as often as those scenarios that occur, people would be more apt to take it. But for the fact that, you know, people get inoculated, you know, at babies, in most cases, we don't ever see the, the byproduct of us having to do so much, you know, um, vaccination and the, just all the benefit that comes along with it. It's just kind of one of those out of sight, out of thing, out of mind. And it's because at the end of the day, if I don't see it, it's hard for me to believe in it. Right. And that's the big problem with like vaccinations. If I can't see the benefit of it and all I can see is the negative aspects of that one person or those 300 people. And I'm not trying to be one of them, but you're not also you know, thinking about the consequence of those 400,000 people who just died in less than a year. Right. Because we think about 400,000. It hasn't even been, you know, 365 days. It hasn't been 12 months. We are at 400,000. I think they're saying, at, you know, at the current growth rate, we'll still hit over 500,000 people, 500,000 people. Then the vaccines will, you know, people theoretically should want to take it, but it's it's so hard because you're ingrained with the skepticism of, will it cause autism or will like like you were talking about Ryan with your kids with like SIDS and like sudden infants death syndrome at the very beginning, maybe like I want to say ten years ago they were trying to make the correlation between SIDS and inoculation. So I mean, there's so much psychology that goes along with like the anti-vaxxers. There's a part of me that kind of like empathize with them but the other side of it's like yo i need to go to my mama's house so i'm getting my shot so that's that well you, you made you made a good point it's we've been doing so many of these things since we were children since our parents were children that we don't know the effects of not doing it because again herd immunity is achieved at between 80 and 90 percent on some of these things so even like 10 percent of people not getting it it's not big enough deal because the chances of them running across somebody that has it and is contagious at that time is so, so minuscule that you're not seeing the effects of not doing something, not taking vaccine in mass and having all those deaths and having all those other things that come from it, um, which goes back to race point. Again, there's always going to be some percentage of chance that you fall in this group and you're going to, you know, that 5% threshold, um, thanks for, you know, Ray, our resident in, in that industry, but really, uh, it, you know, 5% of somebody's always going to get something, but if it reduces something else that you had an 80% chance for, I think it, that's where the risk really outweighs, you know, the other risk. Yeah. I think the trick right now is, uh, I mean, we touched on it, but it's trust misinformation. It's all of those other factors. It's like, Hey, uh, we just went through a, a presidency where, facts didn't matter. So 
if that at all played into this, if there was any political side to this, if there was any bleeding into uh, let's just get this out there quickly, even though there may be these other risk factors, I'm still not clear on who the population is that, um, you know, volunteered, meaning it's uh, 18 and under didn't in some studies, not all races, not all health factors, um, but we're excellent at modeling, right? So even if we don't have all of those um, cohorts included, we're still able to say with a pretty um, high level of confidence that it will be successful or it will be safe uh, for the majority of the population. But there's just this sliver of doubt. I mean, it's the only reason that I wouldn't do it is because I have this sliver of doubt and I just want to wait and see what kind of balances out. And I think, you know, my risk is much lower um, to getting it and the people that I surround myself with, I'm at lower risk of exposing uh, people that are critical. So I, I'm taking a little bit of a calculated risk, but by the time it, it's available, I'll probably be um, ready to go anyway. But that it's, it's the facts and it's the, the transparency, I think that's really gonna make a big difference here. So Jason, with, with uh, you having had COVID, um, have you been tested for the antibodies? No, I haven't. Um, I know somebody that has, and, and the antibodies wore off very quickly for them. Who, who, who knows somebody on, on this call, somebody who's gotten the vaccine and without sharing their name, can you share any side effects? Minimalistic, wasn't a big deal. Does anybody know anybody that's taken yeah. it? I know two nurses uh, in two different locations. One had a reaction after the first shot and the second shot. Um, and the other person had zero reaction to either shot. But the person that had a reaction to uh, the to the first and second dose, uh, it was to the Pfizer vaccine. And it was um, the second one, the second reaction was worse than the first reaction. So, but it was flu-like symptoms. Um, so not like something unexpected per se. Sure. So, because really, and for those that don't know or understand vaccines, it's giving you you're going to get such a small exposure to the virus that you're going to have, you could have symptoms depending on what, how bad, you know, how bad your body reacts to it. And I'm, I'm not sure, but if, you know, no reaction means maybe you would have handled the virus really well because your immunity, whatever, but um, it's still, you're not getting the full blown virus. So it's expected that you could get a minor dose of, of what you would have had COVID, but imagine if you didn't, if that's what you're getting from a little controlled dose and exposure to it, imagine that person could have been in the hospital. They could have been one of those people that- It should be limited. I mean, any kind of reaction that you have should be limited. Yeah, I mean, the vaccine is, I mean, it's gonna cause an immune response. I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. So, I mean, you probably will feel sick for a few days, even though you're not really sick, but your body's going to react to it. Your body's probably going to get a fever, probably going to get AIDS because your body's trying to respond to it. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's just what happens with, you know, a lot of vaccines and stuff. With Yeah. It. I had anthrax when I was in the Navy, they gave the anthrax shots. I did not like that shot. Yeah. You did didn't you have a, a choice either. You had to get every vaccine. Correct? You had to get it. You had to get, and it was like four doses, I think. Um, and, and you had, you had to get them all, especially, you know, you're deploying to Iraq and that was one of the big chemicals being, um, used. I mean, I didn't go into Iraq, but we were in the middle East and we were on, a sh I was on a ship, right. I didn't, you know, I didn't go do like others that we know, but there, the risk of exposure was there. So yeah, you had to get it. And if you didn't get it, I mean, you, you had no choice, you either got it or you were gone. And the only side effect is conspiracy theories. <laughs> are you talking to that one guy that guy didn't get it and that's why he got kicked out that one uh eh, whatever i don't even want to give him airtime we know <laughs> what we're talking about um so there's a lot of factors i think another factor and we touched on it a little bit earlier is by where each each one of us lives um uh, kendrick let's start with you because you did sign up how did you how did you know that you could sign up for the for the virus and do you feel like your state is very informed on or not sign for the virus but for the uh vaccine do you feel <laughs> like your state is doing a good job of educating people letting you know where to go and who gets what 
going to California and signing up for the fucking virus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, honestly, nah, man. Like you would think that like there there be like like some type of like commercial or some like widely distributed uh, notification system that says, "Hey, th- this is the protocol to to to, to sign up and, and whatnot." I mean, to hear Troy talking about his homie just walked inside of a fucking Walgreens or wherever the way the place was and just got one. Like, that's wild to me. That is yeah, absolutely was, wild to me. I agree. That's so wild. So, yeah, no, I just Google it. I just I just went online and said, OK, you know, how do New Jerseyans sign up for it? I actually the only thing I haven't figured out yet is um, let's say I sign up here, but then I wind up like by the time it's available, I'm in another state. Like, do I just like lose my you know, place in line or is it transferable? Like let's Walgreens or like, you know, CVS is all throughout the United States, which is probably going to be the major mechanism they're going to use to distribute outside of Starbucks and gift cards. But um, yeah, maybe if I'm in a Starbucks in California, maybe I might be able to get one. I don't know. So if we don't have a national plan, it's a problem. Yeah. It's, it's, if we're already there, player. Yeah, I but, think things will change though. I think it's a priority think, now. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be a priority. So Kendrick, you brought up a good point right now. I was just watching local news in Florida. So there's something called vaccine tourism going on right now. Mm-hmm. So Florida just says you have to be over 65. You don't have to be a resident of Florida. So Canadians, Northeasterners are flying into Florida to get the vaccine if they're over 65 because it's available. Because you I don't have to say a state ID. They were showing like all these out of state plates. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> and it's crazy because these doses are going to Florida, but all these people were flying yeah. in. I get it. They're scared and this and that. But like, you got to have like some parameters around this right now. Like, So get this. Pfizer told uh, Canada that they're going to be receiving zero vaccine doses next week. I heard that. Yeah. So they're all going to be flying to Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's already a bunch border, of border yeah. lockdown, though. Are they letting people come into the U.S. from Canada? I know we, we can't go into Canada, right? Yeah, we couldn't, but they could come here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're almost at the point where Mexico is going to tell us no. And that's when, you know, you've hit critical mass. <laughs> well, they did at one point. Well, I, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. Everybody. Did we're on a lot of people's list. <laughs> they did at one point. So it was like, we need these tourism dollars. Let's, let's get these Americans back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, but <clears throat> it's interesting because there's all these public service announcements that people could make and, and they run commercials for everything, but nobody on here knows really anything or what their state strategy is on the most critical thing that has ever happened to us is as a country, as individual states, as individual cities. And that's a problem, right? Like, that's a problem, especially for something where people are going to be skeptic is they've got to push information out there or else people are just going to assume because not everybody does research, but they're going to assume everything's okay because there's vaccines now. And, oh, I, I'm, I'm good. And that's kind of what it feels like in general, right? As we're all kind of talking is traffic is picking up. People are going back and, and starting to do things. And it's like, just because there's a vaccine available, we're not in any better spot, right? But it's like, where's the education at at local levels and states if states are in charge? Because it's different. I really hope, and it sounds like there's going to be a big priority put on this. There's already the 100-day um, executive order, right? Asking everybody to wear a mask. Masks are now mandatory on all federal properties, on all inter, um, all interstate travel. Um, so it, it is federally mandated there. You know, everybody was wearing masks. So hopefully we just kind of come together, pull this thing through and just get out of this thing. Like wear a mask, those that can get vaccinated. If you believe in it now, do it. If not, I'll do it in two months with, with Jason when we get our shot. But, <laughs> uh, but like, we've just got to do something as a nation and get this thing under control. Cause it's well, like I think- mentally killing me. I think people need to do their research. People just yeah. don't do their research. You have to be so your own advocate. Go to go to Pfizer.com. Pfizer has the entire article about what the study looked like, how many people were in the study, you know, the percentage. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's 43,000 people were, were in the study. It tells you the percentage breakdown of race. It tells you what the what the adverse events are. I'm sorry, side effects look like. So go there, look at it. I'm sure Moderna has the same thing on their websites mm-hmm. and educate yourself on it. Yeah. And then make that decision public, for yourself. It's just not 
you know, proactively shared to Ryan's point about um, communication. I mean, even California, so we have guidelines, right? So it's 65 and older, first responders, but it varies by county. So some counties are 75 plus um, and it depends on availability. Um, they might be able to still restrict it. Then I have two healthcare providers and each one of them sent me a, an email uh, with contradicting information on availability. So it just goes to show, I mean, everybody's trying to communicate, but just because there is such a lack of a plan at the top, um, there's no way to properly inform the population. So again, to your point, Ray, um, yeah, self-advocacy, right? Like it's your body, your health, make sure you, you're informed. But I, I'd say if, the, if you can get on a, a list like Kendrick, I mean, get on the list. And if it takes three months to get to you, who cares? You got on the list. At some point, if you're incentivized and they pay people to take vaccinations, that list is going to be crazy long. And you don't want to be waiting a year and a half to get the vaccine. So my recommendation is if there's a list, get on it. Watch them say you, in order for you to get your stimulus money, That's you right. got to take the vaccine. There, there was talk about that. Was there? Was yeah. There. So here's Texas's. Uh, it's got the 1A... 1A and then 1B. And it's for limited supply. It says where we are, where we are here, limited supply. So direct care, hospital, long-term EMS, 911, home health, basically everybody in medical. Then long-term care residents and long-term care facilities. And then 1B is 65 plus or 16 plus with one chronic medical condition, including pregnancy. So it's on the site. So again, Jason, you said it, Ray, you said it, it's published, right? This is on dshs.state.texas. So I'm going to guess your guys is probably, you know, very similar, but the information is there, but we live in a society where it's like people need information pushed to them a lot more than, than going and finding it. But again, Where's the real plan? It just says who qualifies. There's no like, I want to see a plan. Like, here's the expectations. Here's like this opening, like more information and getting it out there. Again, transparency in a process that's so new, we need to instill confidence, give more information. Even if it's bad information, like, hey, we expect these shots in June. So be careful. We're not going to be done until next year. Like, set proper expectations and give as much facts and information that you have. Which I find is very ironic because we consume so much information all day, <laughs> every day. Right. So right. if all they had to do is just use one of those vehicles to, to help pump that information out, AKA Instagram, uh, MSN, Yahoo, um, Facebook is a huge one, right? And it, it's based on, especially like, let's say you have your geographic location, you know, listed, it will pump pump you the information for your state and it, it should come from the state sponsored like website. So it's not like some jabroni just made up his own and then, you know, made it a part of your feed. Uh, it, it, this information should be constantly used in partnership with big tech to get information out because we consume so much every day. You just said it. You, you just made a great point. So as you did that, I mean, we all go on Yahoo or MSN and read articles all day long. It's like they should, they should have some moral obligation with all the shit that they push to us, just like they in the beginning when they had a COVID watch. And here's how many of click here to find out your state's information for their vaccine policy take it you know don't wait for the government to always do something you owe that to us as our customers all the bullshit ads that you push to me and the stupid fucking articles like how many articles on what did joe biden wear to his inauguration do you have to have on yahoo or msnbc and one loop you owe it to us as your customers to push valuable information to us and go do that don't wait for the government to say it go Go scrape every state's site and click on here to get information about the COVID vaccine and be proactive about it, right? Like you said, big tech makes so much money. They're always pushing information to us about here, check out these sweats, check out these golf clubs. I mean, you say now I'm going to have articles on fucking sweats and golf clubs because I said it out loud, but where, where's their obligation to, to push that valuable critical information 
and say, Hey, you know what? I, I helped out with this. Here the problem is, is, is we haven't even gotten there. Meaning um, at the top, we don't have the data or the data isn't there. Meaning they don't know how many doses exist, how many backup doses existed in, in the uh, inventory surplus. Um, so it's hard to convey a message when it's disorganized from top down. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things we can do to be responsible is for our listeners, we'll put now we're not healthcare experts. So this has nothing to do with us, but put the link to the Pfizer study, to the Moderna study, give it easy for you to click on, do your own research, read it, make it available, and then make your own decision on whether you want to take it or not. But we'll try to make it easier for our listeners to be able to do that research. Ray, I think, I think that's, that's huge and, and bring some real value to, to our listeners on, Hey, here it is. We're, you know, we're asking for other people to do it and you're saying we're going to do it for them. I, I think that's huge. And with that, you should do your own research on this. This is your body, right? There's so many things. Some people do more research on if they should go out with this person. Here's his picture on Tinder. What do you think? Yes or no. And let me go look this guy up on the internet. See if I know his name. Let me check out this girl. See if she's real, right? They do more, they do more research on like a potential date than things that we put in our body. And yes, as much as I'm over here bitching about like, put it out there for people, we have to own this because this is our health, right? So do your research and make your decision for yourself. Ken, you're laughing. No, I'm thinking, also thinking about like the fact, like, could you, do you anticipate, I mean, if we had to sit here and opine on it for a hot second, um, like wristbands or something that's like the validates that you have taken the shot so you can get on a cruise ship or so you can go into movie theaters or you can go back to Disneyland and all these things that people oh. want to do, but you need to have like a safety protocol. And that safety protocol is like one of the things that scares people as well, which is I don't want to have to be labeled with some type of mm. band and some type of chip or whatever the deal is that says that I, I'm okay. Cause now you like the conspiracy theorists, you left wing fucking nut. Would you go man. fucking crazy <laughs> over this, right? <laughs> I knew it. Fucking already, social there's already still a card, there. right? You already get a card that says you're vaccinated. Could you imagine right? having to wear a badge or, uh, or your phone? Um, like in some of the, the Asian countries like China where it's like red, yellow, green, um, for exposure or to get on a plane or they're yeah. trying to say like it's like a part of your uh what do you call that thing where you can your global entry they, they're going to add that to global entry so that you can get in in and out of countries with uh with ease because you're part of global entry and you took the vaccination mm-hmm. well this is the shit that scares the right is they go holy shit see it's coming true i'm telling you i'm telling you so that's that's probably not the solution because it's a first place that my mind goes is so many people are going to say, no, I'm not doing it. I mean, people don't want to wear a mask to go into a fucking store for 10 minutes. Nobody's going to wear a band saying I did this or I did that, or I'm not. Cause now it's like, Oh, Oh, you're going to shame me. Cause I don't have one. Right. It's that, that will never happen. Just like when we brought up making it mandatory to vote, that would never happen. You can't, you can, you can't do that in our country. And those are some of the things I like and enjoy, but what is that real, what is that solution, right? There's like, you get into this where it's like, and this is where you can, if you open up your mind, you see where people say, and okay. But as soon as you start talking about that, now it's, you're going to get more resistance because it's, see, I, I fucking told you, I told you that's why you shouldn't have did it. We're losing everything. And, and the next thing you know, they're going to want to know when you, when you take a shit, it's like, <laughs> it, it, you go, you, you quickly go down this path that you don't want to go. Yeah, I think there's a huge risk there, right? And and the the moment you people can even remotely feel like their freedoms you are people. encroached on, it's it's a wrap. We're already shut down. They're already out, right? Next thing you know, they're coming for my guns. Oh, you got guns now. <laughs> <laughs> coming for my guns. Put on a watch list. <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh, got the guns. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but that's a that's a real that's a real conclusion that the and a very logical conclusion that's going to happen. Like so, the, because here's the thing: ironically enough, they're actually saying that wearing two masks is actually more effective than just wearing a single mask. Who knew? Even though, again, a year ago, if you had to rewind a clock, saying wearing a mask in general was a waste of time. So I mean, it's just 
there's so many unknowns. You don't know what to do. Should I take the vaccination? Should I not take the vaccination? Should I just run around with two fucking masks for forever? <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I am in my limit when it comes to these masks. I mean, I'm the first one wearing it, but on the inside, man, I mean, I'm just doing it because I got to, you know, keep safe. But if I can, it's kind of like having LASIK, you know what I mean? You can either have glasses and put your glasses on every time you want to read, or you have LASIK and you be done with it. I mean, I, and I'm not going to lie. I got like LASIK, but there's a side effect too. Like, so now I have like a you know, halo over my eyes. So there's nothing that's perfect, but I'm just taking uh, the road uh, of less resistance or least resistance because I, I can't keep wearing a mask for forever. Yeah, I mean, I think that that really kind of gets to to the, the main point here is we all have different views. Some people were more urgent to, to jump on board and do it. Some of us more skeptical, depending on where you live. If you're in Tra- Troy's neighborhood, you could just walk right in and say, Hey, just put the shot in my arm. I'm cool. in the privileged, <laughs> the privileged <laughs> neighborhoods. Actually, uh, Jason, you'll recognize that this is in Tacoma. So uh, it's not, Oh, a, really? Not a privileged neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, is this shit going to be selling on the street corner? Because hey, it just fell off a truck and uh, I got it in the back of this uh, butcher shop where they got freezers. Right. I mean, that there is a black market. Too. Actually, there's a black market already for, oh, I don't, I don't doubt 100%. it. percent. The the people who have money are using other people's information to get the shot. I I don't I don't doubt it, and and that's that's sad, and that's why, you know, people are pushing to make sure that there's equitable distribution of it because all the first world countries and just forgetting about third world and letting that population die. Um, and that's a great example of people with wealth taking advantage. But, you know, the critical point that that you know, you guys really brought home on this. I mean. Kendrick and Jason, you looked up those stats again, right? People aren't throwing those numbers out there. And if they are throwing it out, you should go and look and make sure that you look at what the source is. Um, you know, thanks to Ray, we're going to, we're going to throw up those stats on, on our IG. But I think the message the group is saying is do your own research and make your own decision. Um, but do your research and your research isn't listening to what somebody else has to say. Go look, go look at facts, look at figures, talk to your partner, talk to your inner circle and understand what is your, what is your plan and how does that align to with your state plan? Or maybe we'll eventually have a national plan, but do your research guys. Hope you guys, ladies, girls, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of, of vaccines. And is it right for you? How are you going to get it? What are your concerns? We've all got these questions. Do your research. Please make sure that you guys follow us on OG Day Ones on Instagram. Again, we're always looking for our audience's feedback. We love getting that feedback. Please let us know how you feel on Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform that you're looking at us on and continue to rate us. But we look forward to keep bringing it to you. Until next week, peace. You've been listening to a Day One production.